Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, it's The Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. All right, so over at The Athletic, they have uh, they have come up with a very interesting exercise, Jason, where they have gone through, and I do, I think it's a, it is quite an, it, we see it all the time for like quarterbacks in the NFL, and we see it uh, a lot of time for, you know, just like teams in the NFL, right? Um, they have gone through and they have broken out men's college basketball coaches into tiers. Right? Not the kind of tiers that I would have if I ever had the chance to meet The Rock, but tiers in the sense of, like, sections. See what I'm saying? Yep. T-I-E-R-S. That's a good job. Um, and so they, they have broken this all down. They have not discriminated um, in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of, of – Power five, right? They they have included you know pretty much everybody. Um, so we'll start with tier one. Let's see how many how many how many are there? One, two, three, oh four, boy. five, Here six, seven, eight. Eight tier one head coaches. Here we go. How many can Jason get? I don't know. Just give me Bill Self. Bill Self For- is is the bottom of tier one. He barely made the cut. Really? Yeah. Might be a little higher on the list. Well, your list. Well, this is Dana O'Neill and Brian Hamilton's list. Okay. Well, just give us the rest of it. Okay. Well, this is a this is a tap out of all of, of epic proportions by you. This is a first round submission by Jason Smith. I don't like when you do this. Tony Bennett. I guess it's not pretty because he's got he's got the title right, he's, but he's falling off. Yes, he's falling off. He doesn't. Nobody wants to play in it. But I understand that some, these lists will still have him tier one. So go but go forward. Cal. Yeah. Scott Drew. Did you read the piece on him and? Leaving Memphis. I from, did. From Dana. I did. What did you think real quick? Well, she said Memphisian, and that's when I uh, kind of checked out on the rest of the piece. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm sorry. She said what? She called Memphis citizens Memphisians. No, she did She did, bro. She did. I love Dana, but that was a— uh, They have editors up there. There's no way that got through. Like— Memf- Memphisians. Yeah. Like— <laughs> Memphisians, bro. Like a frog. Like, like amphibians? Yeah. Memf- <laughs> Memphisian. That's what yes. pe- that's what people that's what people think we are. People no. think we're like uh, people pe- think we're like radioactive mutant frogs in Memphis. Is the Memphis one hard to do when you add that? You know, I don't. I guess so. maybe for other people. I mean, I don't. Think I never so. thought it was. I thought that dropping that I well, dropping that know, S was easy. Memphis- know, Dana Memphisian. Dana can talk to somebody in Memphis. Ask Gary. What do they call people in Memphis? What do Memphis call Memphians call themselves? Tennessean. Has that been changed? That's been edited. They can do that. It's digital. I, I don't. You should have sent up that correction, John. Well, again, I don't work there anymore, so sure it's really don't. not my response. If I did, yeah, I would you say helped her out a little bit. She's a colleague. Well, not anymore. 
You well, know? I'm just in the business. Well, yeah, but it, not really. Bro. It's not my responsibility to no be the ombudsman for Dane O'Neill. No new friends. So anyway, yes, uh, former Memphisian John Calipari made the list. Okay, we got uh, two. We got two of them. Scott Drew, three of them. Yeah, Mark Scott, Few. Scott Drew, of course. Mark Few, Gonzaga, who you would say is not because he hasn't won a title. Very controversial on your part. How much of that heavy lifting was Tommy Lloyd? Well, I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? Uh, Kelvin Sampson, Houston. Uh, oh, yes. Bill Self of Kansas, as you mentioned. And I should have said, said Kelvin first. Rounding out the list, you'd have never got this name in a million years, Rick Patino at Iona. Yeah, that was a <sighs> that was a favor there. Uh, in t- terms of uh, Tier 2, uh, there, there's, there's, uh, there's 2A and 2B. They had to did Tier 2A, Tier 2B. Tier 2A, Dana Altman, Rick Barnes, Chris Beard, Ed Cooley, Mick Cronin, Leonard Hamilton, Sean Miller, Eric Musselman, Matt Painter, Bruce Pearl. I know you hate the Leonard Hamiltons in there. Well, he's got he's gotten some sweet 16s and stuff under his belt. Better so. believe it. Longevity, brother. Yeah. Respect. Uh, tier 2B, Jim Beheim and Bob Huggins. There's only two in 2B? Yeah. I'm not it's sure why they – I don't know. Again, I had nothing to do with this project. I'm simply passing it along because we're eventually going to get to Penny Hardaway. Tier 3, Randy Bennett, Mike Bray, Hubert Davis, Jamie Dixon, Greg Gard, Anthony Grant, Chris Holtman, Juwan Howard, Dan Hurley, James Jones at Yale, Tommy Lloyd, Thad Mata, Fran McCaffrey, Greg McDermott, Nico Medved, Porter Moser, Nate Oates, Shaka Smart, Kevin Willard, Buzz Williams, Brad Underwood, and rounding it out, Mike Young. So we still have not stumbled upon Penny Hardaway. Shade. I thought that I thought he would be if you put Jawan on this list and you have Hubert Davis on this list, I know they made a championship last year. Yeah, it's the runs. It seems like that's the difference, right? The, yeah, but like J- James Jones at Yale. I mean, what did Yale do? Nico Medved at Colorado State. Uh. What? And no Penny Hardaway? I, I don't understand that. Uh, tier four. Okay, we're working our way down the list here. He is the face of Tier Four, Penny Hardaway. They actually like they used his picture. Who's he in there with? Um, some pretty mid names, to be honest with you. Well, this will tell us whether he's underrated. I think that if if he should be above this group, I think this will say a lot. Uh, Mark Adams from Texas Tech, Casey Alexander from Belmont, John Becker, Tad Boyle, Mike Boynton. Darian DeVries from Drake, Brian Dutcher, San Diego State, Andy Enfield, Steve Forbes, uh, Joe Golding, Eric Henderson, South Dakota State, Shaheen Holloway from Seton Hall, um, the Tulsa coach, Jim Laranega, uh, the North Texas coach, Grant McCasland, um, Matt McMahon at LSU, TJ Otzelberger at Iowa State, uh, the Rutgers coach, whose name I always butcher, Leon Rice at Boise State, Mike White, Georgia. Mike Woodson, Indiana. I missed a couple of other guys who you wouldn't recognize. But Did you say Stansberry anywhere? Just out of curiosity. Stansberry was no, he has not been said. No, okay. his name has not been said. Because he's not a good coach. He's a great recruiter, right? I mean, that's the so that's tier four. This is what they wrote about. They wrote about Penny Hardaway. They they had a whole thing about oh. him, right? This is what they said. Um, what to do with Penny Hardaway? Question mark. He hasn't won fewer than twenty games as Memphis's coach. He also has gotten in his own way on occasion. Quote, he had a loaded team this year and it got away from him for a while, end quote, an industry insider says. And he's produced roughly the same results as predecessors Tubby Smith and Josh Pastner. Now, I think that's a ridiculous sentence. I think that is absolutely insane. Tubby Smith never got to the NCAA tournament. Tubby Smith never won 
Uh, he, he never won 20 games, correct? Uh, 20's easy to win. I, I know. Go back and look. You can go on. I can go maybe find he, he, I want to say he got the 20, but maybe that, that was one of their claim to fame. I want to tell you yeah. that. Uh, his boy was okay. going around Recruiting-wise, got to the tournament, anyway. competed in the league. Tubby Smith never did that. Tubby Smith could have been absolutely left out of that sentence. Uh, anyway, I continue. The rocket ship has not launched, but neither has it teetered over and fallen to pieces. Quote, the thing I like about Penny is he wants to be better, a former coach says. He wants to be good at this. He's not resting on his laurels. He's trying to be a better coach. I think he's a little too sensitive with criticism. He brings a lot of that upon himself. He's got all of the support he needs locally from his university and his fans. He doesn't need to worry about that stuff. He should be above it. That is what Stop they Stop asking about me Penny. stupid f***ing questions. Yeah, 17-18. That, that second year, Tubby's 21-13. First year, he won 19. Okay, so he only won 20 games one time out of the two. Yeah, the two. Like I said, 20 ain't, ain't much right. anymore. No, it's, playing it's, 31 in the regular season. Right, it's not as impressive. Any, 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 any thoughts? Do you think he should be in Tier 3? Yeah. I think he should probably be in Tier 3. Well, I asked about Stansbury for a reason. The fact that he's not on any of this kind of goes against the point I was going to make. But how do you have the number two most feared recruiter? He's tier five. Okay, Stansbury. You got the number two. What? Whose list was that? Goodman's number two recruiter in college basketball. I'm pretty yeah. hard to win. Yeah, that was he's had two number one classes. Yeah. And we, you know, we know that yes, some of it's been self inflicted. Plenty of it's been self inflicted. But you see a program now on the rise. You see a program that's capable of going out and getting the top transfer on the market. I just and, – and you tell me – so if he's in Tier 4, you're, you're setting aside – you're saying, okay, great recruiter, but he ain't a good coach at all, right? Because it, that's what sucks, him, sucks you down to four. And we've seen from Penny, at least the thing we know he can do, he's pretty much an expert at at this point, is defensively – We've, seen, we've heard it from other coaches, John. You've had the pieces where they talk about how hard his team plays defensively. So the dude isn't just getting great talent. He's coaching it up, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, still things to figure out offensively. Point guard helps. I think Penny's biggest thing right now is the roster construction, right? Figuring out what you want, how it all fits. And it's going to be different, different years. But I, just, I feel like four is too low with what he's proven. You know, could you sit here and make a case? Well, Jason, he's only won one NCAA tournament game for you. Sure, you can do that, but I think we see a, a, a guy who's got it figured out, and what I agree with, whoever said it in the piece there, a guy who wants to be better too. A guy who doesn't think he has it all figured out. What what else can I do? Oh, have Larry Brown in here. Oh, now I'm going to bring Frank Haith. What more can I learn? That's always a sign to me, a guy who can move up. I think he should be Tier 3. I think that's Especially when you bring in the recruiting aspect of it. Yeah, Nobody wants to see Penny Hardaway in a college, I, I in, do, a, in, a, in a gym. I, I do think recruiting. recruiting is a part of the job. It is. It's a huge, it's, it's half the battle. You yeah. know? And then he's got the other, you know, a bunch of the other boxes checked, especially with the way, how hard they play, the way he gets elite-level prospects to lock in defensively. That's a sign of a guy who can coach and a guy who's shown us, too, and admitted it last year, thought this was key to I messed up. After initially pointing the finger at the players, seniors, you not, you guys need to be better. Take care of my young guys. He figured out, you know what, I did it wrong in terms of putting that much on, you know, my freshman guard who wasn't a point guard essentially in the Monty Bates. You know, when you could admit those things, I just think it, I, I think it speaks well of you in terms of your growth, what, what you're capable of in terms of growth. And I think Penny Harway is still growing. Uh, TJ from Twitter says he'd rather be called a Memphisian than a Memphisian. I would just rather be called a Memphian, right? Or just MF, just MF me. I'd rather be called an MF than a Memphisian. Should he be higher than four? 
Yes, he should be at three. Okay, so we agree. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, should because, definitely should easily be in three. Yeah, because of this is not this is not this is not home cooking here. Because of the uh, because of the recruiting angle, right? Mm-hmm. I think I, again, I think that is so so much a part of the job, um, you know, and 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 just your public sort of, uh, you know, your 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 support, right? Uh, I think that goes all into it, all into a bag. So, I mean, there's guys on that tier four that <laughs> Pity has no business being lumped in there with. Right, Matt McMahon has proven nothing at LSU. Right, he's a first-year coach. I mean, he was good at Murray State. I give him that. You know, um, and, and maybe he's a bad example. Matt McMahon's probably a good coach, right? He, I mean, if you can win at 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 Murray State and get sure. the talent, even though you're sort of benefiting from the jaw effect, right? You're you're probably you're probably pretty good, right? You're probably a pretty good coach. But there's some others on there. Regardless, uh, that is what the athletic thinks about Penny Hardaway. It'll be up to him to uh, to move up in the rankings with a good performance this year. Next story. Thursday Night Football tonight on Amazon. We're used to it now. Don't need to talk about what you got to do and all that. Get yourself a Prime subscription. If you haven't, what are you doing? Uh, it's a slick good one is the way we're describing this game. Dolphins 3-0, and uh, playing at the Bengals 1-2. and Bengals got off the schneid last week, knocked off the Jets, only gave up two sacks in that game after I believe it was 13 in the first couple of games. So they cleaned some things up on that offensive line. Uh, Tua Tungavaloa, John mentioned it earlier, is expected to go tonight, even though he's dealing with both back and ankle injuries. Maybe a concussion or not. As Matt Wall said with us earlier in the week, uh, Mike Wall, excuse me, said with us earlier in the week, you know, that's going to be looked into so hard that would the Dolphins risk it to that point? Mm-hmm. You know, not have put him through the, the concussion protocols. Either way, Tua expected to be back out there tonight. If he's not, Teddy Bridgewater will go. Uh, either way, most folks have the Bengals in this one. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Everybody on Get Up picked them. Almost makes me want to go the other way. Totals 48. In terms of uh, the game itself, you got a matchup of some pretty uh, pretty good receiving duos here. There's no question about it. They were asking that, too, this morning. Which one you like better, Hill or Waddle or Chase and T. Higgins? I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I think it's easy at this point. You know how much I love Jamar Chase. Uh, Hill and Waddle have combined for 659 yards, five touchdowns this season. I think they're two and three overall in terms of receiving yards. Yeah, Waddle is number two in receiving yards behind only Stephon Diggs. Tyreek Hill, number three right now. And based on, you know, T. Higgins has had, what, the concussion issue earlier mm-hmm. on this season. I-, I-, I love me some Jamar Chase, but if it's between the two of those tandems, give me the Dolphins one all, year, all, all, all day long, especially as proven as Tyreek Hill is. Uh, he has made that, that – there's no question he's made that Dolphin offense so dynamic. We'll see what happens tonight. Um, in terms of best – receiving duos in the league who would you roll with because you can't put hill and waddle at the top yet yeah could be on their way i mean i i I think overall i think i'd have to roll with cincinnati's Mm -hmm. duo yeah then you are saying you like chase and t higgins better I, i think i think i think i have to roll with them i think i have to roll because almost 300 fewer yards this season between the two of them gabe Gabe Davis is not there yet, right? He's Gabe on, and Stefan. He's on his way up, right? He's on his way up. I think he's going to be there, but I just I have a hard time putting them. Like you could you could get like I I think T Higgins can have a Jamar Chase game any day and Jamar Chase we know what he's capable of, right? Um they've had offensive line woes. They've had a tough start to the season. I think both of those guys are going to have massive games tonight. T Higgins and Jamar Chase. Mm. I just think if you if I was taking today and for the next ten years, how can I take anybody ahead of T. Higgins and Jamar Chase? 
How do you not take A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith? If you're talking about for the future. Because T. Higgins has look. he has produced more than Devontae has at this it's point. It's early for Devontae. You see what he did last week? It is, but I but I've seen it already from from T longer than I mean I, I don't I don't doubt that it that, that, that will be one of the tandems in Philly. You don't think T. Higgins and Jamar Chase belong in that conversation? They're in the conversation. I'm I'm as, I'm surprised at how readily you are to put them number one right now. Just because they got to the Super Bowl last year, Tegan's I mean Let's look with. I mean, because it ain't got, Jamar, it's T. Right. I mean, that's the question, right? Exactly. So, so let's. Pull it's how up. strong is your number two? Let's pull up. I mean, I think T is a one in a lot of offenses, right? Well, that's what we're talking about here. About here, when you're talking about AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, both of those are essentially ones. I mean, Thielen was a one with Jefferson, and I and I bring up Thielen. You say, well, Jason, he's at the end. He caught ten touchdowns last year, and you so, got Justin Jefferson is one of the best as a rookie. He was just shy of 1,000 yards and six touchdowns, 908, six touchdowns, 67 receptions. Last year, 74 catches, 1,100 yards, and six touchdowns. I mean, as a two, that's going to be about as good as you get, right? I mean, Adam Thielen, I think if if Adam Thielen were a little younger, right, mm-hmm. I think that they, they would add, cause, just because Justin Jefferson is so amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Last year, I think Adam Thielen benefited from a lot of touchdowns, but I don't think the yardage was there. Yeah, he only had 726 yards last year. He That's did fair. have 10 I mean, he's on the down end. It's you know, the touchdowns that keep him in the conversation yeah. for those I two mean, look, and how good Which Jefferson are obviously is. valuable, right? I mean, your ability to get open in the red zone is something that, uh, you know, that, that should be stated. Yeah, but we're talking about upward trajectories for, for Thielen. That's a downward one, even as good as Justin is. Yeah, and, and you know, Waddle did break the record last year. It's just like, do you, do you really believe – do you really believe that Tyreek Hill? I mean, they could be, bro. They they, they could be the answer too. What in just his second season, Waddle has 123 receptions through 19 games, the second most of any player in their first 20 games ever. Yeah, I mean, this they, they right now they they probably Waddle and Tyreek got like, an do, argument, do you, and they're do, two three this do you, year. Do you believe it over the course of the season? Do you believe that they're going to? You know, I mean, it, 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 if you keep two up, right? I don't believe you got Bridgewater back there because mm-hmm. we know what happens to the offense when you got him back there. But you keep two back there, who's super comfortable with him now and willing to go deep now. Uh, I think they can continue to put up these numbers. Is yeah. this the problem with the Raiders? You have two of the best receivers. No, we only have the one. They got one and a tight Hunter, end. Hunter can perform if you get him the ball. <laughs> Brad has put uh, Brad has put Hunter up there, man. You crazy put Hunter in <laughs> that high after what he did. I have lists in front of me from several sites that say that No, they, I think Hunter's a really, really good number two. They paid I do. him. I do. they got to get him the damn ball, I and like he's got to hang on to I it. I like him better as a slot than I do. I think the real the real answer in, in Vegas is Mac Hollins as your number. Like, Mac Hollins after that. He so, might be a beast. A return of the Mac. Yeah, that's true. Now, now, has he bounced around the NFL though? Yeah, got him just find oh, yeah. him. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He was with Miami last year. Yeah, he was so like that's self-made but he, stuff. But he, that but he's he was doing like right he was like a leader though. He's like like one of the team captains on special teams. You know, you like you know he made a heck yeah. of a special teams playing that game. Everybody keeps yeah exactly. Everybody keeps uh everybody keeps a guy like you'd like to keep a you know a leader like who doesn't necessarily need the ball. I mean, I, I I don't think we are in that conversation as of yet. Cup uh, Allen Robinson are in the conversation. They be. just can't get Robinson be. You know, on track yet. Should yeah. Be. But that's two number ones all day long. And Cup is, you could argue, right. the best. Yeah. Again, I just think in terms of. And you mentioned, I'm not going to take your one uh, uh, when we were off air. The Chargers have got a pretty good duo right yes, now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, and so we have not, Sometimes Mike doesn't show up, but. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he. He can do what he did last Thursday or two Thursdays ago. 100%. Have mm-hmm. those kinds of games, right? We have not mentioned the Bucks either. Mike Evans we, and Chris we, Godwin. When they are healthy, Godwin and Mike yeah. Evans got to be on any list of yeah. best duos. Yeah. I mean, they're very, very injury prone at this stage in their careers, but, 
when they are out there, the Bucks' offense looks – it's terrorizing. It's absolutely terrorizing when those two are on the field because yep. it's like pick your poison. Chris Godwin will slice you up over the middle in the intermediary, and then Mike Evans is your downfield threat, right? I mean, that's – I mean, there's a lot of great receivers in the NFL now. Yeah, that's there's the, some great tandems. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Named off about a good seven, eight teams, nine teams. they got great tandems. Yeah, if, if Guys if, that are really one and ones. Yeah, if, if, if Trevor Lawrence got one of those guys, like the Jacks could for real take off. Because the defense, I'm just telling you, the defense is there in Jacksonville. I'm the one who took the Jags last week. I'm looking smart. It's, it's. Uh, I believe in them. And you, and you got. Uh, I mean, even if you'd have got the worst number at plus three, you'd have been more than safe, right? Yeah, I got it when it was plus seven. Right? Um, yeah, I think uh, you know the 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 mission for the Jags needs to be getting the, uh, you know, getting getting him a true number one, right? We've seen what that can do for Tua. We've seen what that can do for Jalen Hurts. Okay, Christian Kirk, you gave a lot of money to, but. You know that he ain't that dude, bro. He is not AJ Brown or Tyreek Hill. So, um, yeah, I I really do. I mean, I think it's gonna be. A, I think I, I think it should be a a light show tonight. I mean, I know Tua has got the uh, he's got everything except the concussion apparently, ankle, neck, ankle, and, ankle back. and back. Yes, officially at least according to the Dolphins, ankle Toe, and back, foot. Says he's know, been doing everything he can, John, to be buttock. ready. Talk, yeah. bro, got every injury in the book except the concussion. I will tell you, two in that injury history, Ooh, yeah. it's, it's scary. You like what you've seen from him when it's good, but, I mean, he stays banged up. And that's if you're if you're banking on him being the guy, that's got to be part of it too. He just finds a way to be hurt all the time. Anyway, uh, Cincinnati, Dolphins tonight. John thinks Bengals going to win. Next story. Uh, <coughs> okay, this is going to be a storyline that we're monitoring, I think, all season long, and, and especially leading up to the preseason. Uh, Pelicans open up training camp. Yesterday, or should be on Tuesday. I've heard the reports. And yes, uh, you have. According to uh, the GOAT, Willie Green, Z looked amazing. Z, of course, Big Z. I don't think he's lying either. That's that's the scary part. Is Zydrunas Ilgowskis. Willie Green only tells the truth, John, as you know. Willie Green is really green, bro. Uh, he said Z looked amazing. His strength, his speed, he dominated the scrimmage pretty much. I don't know if you saw the press conference, right? He looks like he's in really good shape, right? Zion looks like he's been in the well, gym. Well, why wouldn't he be? Well, you know how – like he, he didn't – when he was here in Memphis, he looked like the damn – You think re- after all that mess he took last year, he was going to come back fat and out of shape and pull a James Harden or something? All I know is when he when the Pelicans were in Memphis at the end of the season, that dude looked like the grimace. His whole brand depends on it. Everything from the shoes to what he's worth, it all depends on him bouncing back. He had that damn uh, fuzzy hat on like the damn Hamburglar. Zion did. He, he sure did. So, you know, I mean, that's... But you can't make fun of old Zion. That's old Zion. That's right. You got a new Z, and I believe Willie Green. Um, do you think, are you are you bullish on Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans? And, and of course, you're going to have to factor in injuries here. Are you bullish on them, or are you skeptical that it will look the way that people hope it will look? Well, I want to be skeptical. I want them to be behind the Grizzlies and remain that way, at least for the time being, obviously, uh, forever, uh, if I had it my way. The problem is, I believe Willie Green. And we talked about, and John remarked on it last year, what C.J. McCollum brought to that outfit, just in terms of professionalism, the, just the, the a winning player, right? You put that around Brandon Ingram, you put it around Zion eventually, and I think just guys are going to be more willing to say, okay, well, well, if he says this is the way it should go, let's fall in. Now, the problem is, though, Zion needs that ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And this is what we couldn't figure out last year once you got McCollum is what's it going to look like once you've got him back, you've got Brandon Ingram, uh, is there enough to go around? 
because Zion at his best is point forward. Mm-hmm. Is at his best, top of the key, isolation. I'm about to go to work, right? Rather than some post up or whatever you're trying to get the ball. That's Zion at his best. Well, does that take you know that takes the ball out of CJ's hands? Now we know CJ can do that, right? He could play. He can play the two playoff. Doesn't have to have it in his hands. But again, you got to feed Brandon Ingram. He's at his best basically when he's isolating, whether it's on the wing or up top. One on ones, yep. And so it's a bunch of guys that kind of need that, yep. In terms, of, so how does how does Willie Green, the man, make that fit? Because that's the thing you didn't have to worry about last year was Zion. You know, how do we make it work? Him having the ball in his hand so much with CJ and Brandon, that's the thing they got to work out. I like the pieces, and and frankly, you know, maybe there's a good chance here Willie Green is is a guy who can make it work, but. Uh, those are the concerns. Those yeah, are the concerns. I, I think those are. By the way, I think those are very real concerns because it's a lot easier when you don't have the uh, the 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 cornerstone of the franchise to worry about in terms of usage and um, you know execution. It's a lot easier to bring in a guy like CJ and have Brandon Ingram there and have Jonas there, and it looked fine, right? A lot easier. Okay. We didn't even talked about big boy Jonas needing the ball. Oh yeah, that's why the Grizzlies traded him, right? I mean, that's that's essentially among other reasons. Well, but being that space eater inside. Yeah, so, okay, what's going to happen when you have four guys who legitimately need to have the ball? Like, I think I think CJ could could defer. He right? can. He's done it. He can um, do it. But I have major questions about Brandon Ingram's ability to do that. I don't think Brandon Ingram can be effective without the ball in his hands. Um, and I don't think Zion can be effective without the ball in his hands. And I don't think Jonas is all that effective well, without the ball in his hands. He was all NBA so, when they figured out, give him the ball top of the key and let him go to work. That's when he became exactly. an all-NBA player, Zion did. Exactly. So you're right. That's How do you mesh, mesh that with teams, so it, with it, what you figured out last year? You know, ultimately what's going to happen is they're going to have to trade Brandon Ingram. I mean, so if you if you fall in love with the core of, of Zion, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum, I got bad news. Uh, that ain't, that ain't going to work. It ain't going to happen. It's too crowded. Because again, can can Brandon Ingram do anything without the ball? No, like he needs the ball, drive downhill, you know, uh, go ISO, make big time threes. You know, I mean, he's got to have that rock. And Zion's not Zion's got to have the ball. That's ridiculous. So I just feel like Brandon was thirty two point seven percent from three last year. Yeah, you know, you you'd think you'd want shooters around Zion. You know what I'm saying, guys? Oh, yeah. To your point. If you if if Brandon's got to play off, yeah, he needs to be able to knock it down. Exactly, it's a problem. It's never been his bag. He, he's a guy who really has to. Your four is thirty eight though. I mean, it's going to have to a little higher than I thought. But he's four. just not. He had two good years shooting the ball from three, but not last year. Yeah, he's just not that guy though. He's three. not. He's not the guy that's just going to yeah. go sit in the corner four and wait six for the three. Like he wants to score, and you know, I mean, how many how many teams out there have four guys legitimately who need to have the ball? That's why it works in Memphis, right? For example. Because it's there's a clear pecking order of who the who the ball is in the hands of, and like people get kind of uncomfortable when. Well, have we completely figured it out though? Yeah. Have we had them all on the floor enough at the same time last year to know that if is it now Ja, Bain, Dylan, you know where's well, Jaron fitting? Do we know what? I thought well, that's sort of what we were still trying to figure I'm, out a little I, bit this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, now that you're gonna of, have all pieces when Jaron gets so back. I think more so like who the number two is, but it's very clear who the number one is, right? No, no, if, if true. So yes, yes. is it clear in New Orleans? I don't know. I I feel like you ask Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram might give you a different answer. Oh, that should be Zion then Ingram. Period. Does Jonas like? Does Jonas think he should be the number two? He should. He got. If they're going to be successful, you got to know what's up, which is taking a step back. Right. I mean, these in terms are all, of how much you're demanding the ball. But yeah, that, like that's the way Jonas plays. Though, His right? job is to offensive rebound, everything else, and stay out of the way in the paint. 
basically. Like, I think the thing about the Grizz is so good is that, you know, Desmond Bain does not, he has no ego, right? He can absolutely uh, facilitate. Ja will facilitate. You know, Dylan will not. Um, you know, Jaron does not get in his feelings about not having the ball, right? Sometimes we say he should shoot the ball more, right? He should, he should be a little bit more aggressive. So that's the issue that the Grizzlies have. It's a totally different one in New Orleans where they're trying to figure out and establish something. That's harder to do. So you feel pretty good we're going to keep him behind us. I sure. think so. I think that I think that situation has a chance to be combustible beyond even just the injury threat to Zion, right? Mm-hmm. I think just getting everybody on the same page there is going to require some real sacrifice um and and you know Everybody basically falling in line. Hey, this is not. I think again. I think CJ is a is a veteran. He's a pro. Like he's gonna he's gonna be like I hundred percent know this is Zion's team. But Brandon Ingram's an all star, right? He has had some of the best years of his career there. And how old is Brandon Ingram? I mean, he's still got plenty of time, right? He is only twenty five years old. I mean, there's no way that he is just gonna take that lion down. You know, things have been done a certain way. We've been doing it without you, bro. You can say all the right things in camp. But then when the, when the ball gets tipped and the, and the games start to matter, um, you know he's not going to be able to average 23 anymore, bro. No way. There's yeah, no I, way. I could see them having to eventually move off him, yeah. I and, mean. And, and feeling like you got to cash in and get something. And by the way, this something guy. That, something that fits better. This guy shot 46% from the floor, right? I mean, he, he, he has the right to be defensive, you know? He was freaking great. Not from three, but as a scorer. I mean, there's a reason why he's an all-star. Um, so I don't know. I think it's, you know, but he, he did have injury issues last year, so that could be something that they're coming at too. I just feel like Brandon Ingram's going to end up on a different team. That is my uh, that is my late September uh, take here on the New Orleans Pelicans. They may, they may need that, right? Ultimately, they may need to shed somebody to become who they will become. Um, and Brandon Ingram feels like the uh, far and away the most likely candidate to get there. Uh, but Zion, as far as he goes, and for his part, he apparently looks amazing so far in five-on-fives. So that is uh, that is the news. All right, we will come back. Oh, you have one more? I got one more. Okay, one more from Jason before we take a break. Story. Just keep it in the NBA. Just because Steve Nash says that Ben Simmons doesn't care if he never shoots a jump shot. It's not going to work that way. Uh, that's the simple point. Uh, he's spoken highly, and everyone has, of how good Simmons looks. He talks about the skill set. We know. I mean, the guy's a – he can be a first-team All-NBA defensive guy, uh, can be a playmaker for you in terms of bringing the ball up. We know all the good that Ben Simmons can be. It's 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 what he can't do or what he hasn't proven that he can do. We saw it with Philly in terms of them crumbling at a time where you needed Ben Simmons to be aggressive offensively. He wilted under the pressure. I, I guess my question to you would be on a team that's got – shooters on a team that's got Kevin Durant, best offensive player in the game, Kyrie Irving, can you really get through a whole season and then do what you need to do in the playoffs, which for them it's it's championship or bust, with a guy as good as Ben Simmons not shooting the ball. No with it's that kind of weakness. It's a it's a it's a it's a cylinder block. You know? I mean it's like you're trying to play basketball with a cylinder block around your foot. If Ben Simmons is not shooting the ball I mean it's insane to me. Um, and I know that, you know, there's, um, you know, the whole mental health aspect of this that he has claimed, but, uh, you know, I just, I just don't know how, I I don't know how you can proceed (laughs) with a guy that's, you know, traumatized with the ball. He's crazy to me, you know? I I mean, I know he's, you know, going to do what he does defensively and everything like that, but 
I mean, if a guy is just if is if he's broken, you know, no, you're not gonna you're not gonna win, you know win championships with a guy like that. It'd be so interesting to see if he hesitate. I mean, everybody's gonna be watching him, scrutinize him. Does he hesitate on a three? Does he is he over it? Does he still you know? There's there's a ton riding on this. It feels mm-hmm. like not just for the for 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 Ben Simmons, but for the Nets in general, right? Having made this deal to get something out of this, they got nothing obviously last year. Um, again, it's it's one of those questions. Right now, we have no idea how this is going to go. Looks good on paper, could blow up like it has in the past. Uh, especially when you got Steve Nash saying Ben Simmons ain't going to have to shoot. No, he's going to have to shoot at some point. I NBA mean, yeah, teams dude, are smart defensively. He's getting paid. Remember how Golden State played Tony Allen? Like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you know. Def- Develop game plans, right, to exploit that. Um, maybe Ben Simmons will come back with a jump shot. We'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll come back. Jeff Coggins is going to join us at one twenty-five. We'll talk to him about the Grizzlies, about the Tigers starting up practice, all that and more at one twenty-five. Stick around, Jason and John. I just trying to family ESPN. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile five G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile five G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit. Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard Our friend Jennifer Carsonson had a great post on Facebook earlier this week. She pointed out that we are coming out of a 15-year period where the federal interest rate was at or below 3%, a.k.a historic lows right that means low interest rate on your student loans your auto loans your personal business loans your cd rates your bond yields and of course mortgage interest rates but while they're hiking rates as we speak it's more about the balance 
right? It's more about the industry just balancing itself out. Nothing's crazy. We've seen this before. This is not unprecedented. So it may still be a good time for you to list your home. It's, it still may be a good time for you to buy. All you have to do to reach out to the Live Love Memphis team is email them. So to livelovememphis.com. She's fantastic at what she does. Go see for yourself. 901-625-5200. I did four years ago. I was in a bad, bad situation. Jennifer got me out of it. I couldn't believe it, to be honest with you. Then she got me in my dream home as well. Wife's still happy. CJ's happy. Everybody's happy. And everybody we've sent over to Live Love has had similar success. Dwight got 30000 more than he thought because he went with Live Love. Dennis got 20000 more than what other agents were telling him he was going to get for his home. That's why you call Jennifer Carstensen, 901-625-5200, or you can email them at sold at livelovememphis.com. Again, that's sold at livelovememphis.com. It's the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Yeah, uh, some sad news, of course, yesterday, as Coolio, known for this song, yep. Gangsta's Paradise, passed away at the young age, very sad, of 59, only 59 years old. Uh, don't know, obviously, what the uh, what the cause of, of death was as, as we speak. Um, but, I, you know, I remember uh, Coolio, man, because he used to do a bunch of stuff with Keenan and Kale, man. I, think, I feel like he did the... Uh, he did the Keenan and Kale intro, so that was my introduction to uh, really? to, to Coolio. Yeah, I watched Keenan and Kale, bro. Back in the day, day, you know, seven, eight years old on Nickelodeon. Man, I hate that for you. Ah, here go. You don't I remember? Ke- no, I was not big on Keenan. Well, it was Kale, way bro. past you. I mean, um, how old are you? Uh, in my forties. Yeah, dude, I, you would have been twenty-one years old. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're sitting there at 21 years that's old that, watching Keenan and Kel, bur- good burger stuff. Yeah. Well, I, that was I didn't like that. I, right, I was not a big bur- good burger fan. Mm-hmm. Just didn't get it right. But but uh, yeah, Coolio did the uh, you know the the Keenan and Kel theme music. So that was my introduction to him. And then of course the song. So sad to see. Sad to see that he was uh, he was gone. He's gone at the age of that's the part fi- struck me. 59. Too young. Yeah. Suspected heart attack, but we don't know. Right. Yeah. At, no, no, tomorrow is just never promised, right? It is just never, ever promised, no matter how old or young you are. It is ever the reminder uh, in this life. And tomorrow is not promised for the Pac-12, is the reporting, at least from Dennis Dodd. There may be no tomorrow for the Pac-12. And this is, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, one of your favorite topics to discuss uh, here on radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but according to uh, Dennis Dodd, the Pac-12 is in danger of eventual collapse as the Big Ten considers further expansion and, of course, the Big 12 interest looms. Uh, if the Big Ten can get one more significant payday, according to Dennis Dodd, that may be it for the Pac-12. Uh, Cal, Oregon, Stanford, Washington would be the targets for the Big Ten. Um, and then, of course, the Big 12 would— Come I, in and poach the rest. You know of what it wants, right? Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, right? Yes. And you would leave Oregon State and Washington State just out there in the cold. Come on down to the AAC. No, that ain't the way. They go to the Mountain West. I, I have no idea They'd what they to. do, but my point is, you ain't trying. If you talking about Memphis trying to make the AAC better, you better hope this thing just it's it's uh the best case scenario for Memphis at this point. Forget Big Twelve, like you're. It's it's ACC having to reorganize, no, to try to match all yeah, this. Probably to try to match all this. Why don't is there is there a uh, there's there's got to be a, a a crappy uh, football program that the AAC can add in response to this, right? 
I mean, there's got to be one out there somewhere we can. I mean, we can't. UTEP. Let's go get UTEP or New Mexico State or something. I mean, it used to be a great rivalry we had there with UTEP and old CUSA, wasn't it? How close is that to Juarez and the border? No, but you can see it. Really? Yeah. So that was like a danger for you when you went down on that road trip. Well, they tell you everybody tells you don't you don't don't go down there. Really? Mm-hmm. Everybody on trip from the you know pilot getting off the plane to. The people in the hotel don't go down there. Well, don't oh, they, when, when you when they, and if you're gonna go down there, put up your jewelry. When you fly, so, well, I'm in. not going. I'm not going. Yeah, you going straight to the hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. Yeesh. Yeah. Back then, it was just get get to writing. You're in and you get into the town and get out. Well, don't you want them? Don't you? I, don't you think our lovely Memphis beat writers deserve to? You know, they they need to go through that. They need to understand what it was like, right? I'm so, I, you know, any kind of like you know flailing football program out there that we can add, I think we should do it. You know, we should let we should let the rest of the country know that the AAC is not just going to stand by and watch this happen. Okay, See, it's crazy. You've shifted because now with the new playoff format, you're fine with doing this and staying in. Well, I'm resigned and to the, it, right? I'm resigned right. to it. No, no, no. Why are you resigned to it? What about hope and getting to a big conference? You're just all you've all, all done. You've done this. UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten. That used to be any, me, bro. Any, any, they killed it. They killed it because my my hope was that in four years. When Texas and Oklahoma left, or whenever it was mm-hmm. for the SEC, you had Big that the Big Twelve would come back to the table. Well, they are going to come back eating, to the table. Yeah, they're eating out of the pack. So it's it's over. It's over. Memphis is not getting into a power league anytime soon. As long as the ACC remains untouched and unscathed, Memphis has no prayer of going anywhere. It is what it is. They're stuck, but at least they have the opportunity. If the AAC remains the sixth best league, which it's fighting to do. It should. And it's getting harder it what should. based on what you're adding. Um, they will have a chance to play in the playoff. I mean, that's that's all you can hope for at this point. It's not a bad thing to hope for because, look, you know, if you go to a power league, you're you're now going to be at the bottom as opposed to the top. Um, and you'll have more money and you'll have more resources and you'll be able to do things quicker and faster. But, you know, I, I would ask you how much fun did Washington State have in the Pac-12? I mean, they were in a power league for a long time. And I'm not saying Memphis is that. I mean, I think Memphis has way more advantages than, than a place like Washington State. But just because you're in a power five league does not guarantee that you're going to have to, that you're going to, that you get to be competitive in that league for a long time either. So some sometimes you just make the best of what you have. Um, and I think that's kind of what Memphis is forced to do at this point. I mean, I, I, there, there's no other alternative. So I think we need to, Think long and hard about, all right, is there like a two-win team out there that we can add that will really send a message to the rest of the country saying that we, you are not about to leave us out of this equation. We will be participating in realignment also. So New Mexico State, welcome to the American. Jerry Kill, let's go. Legendary coach Jerry Kill. Wouldn't it be more like an MTSU that just upset Miami? I think there might be some political pushback to that, right? But per, But maybe. I mean, MTSU is not a bad one. I think MTSU is better than Rice. I mean, that's fair. I mean, Rice is a joke. That is that is the dumbest addition you could have possibly made to your league. Completely kills your credibility athletically. Rice, why, why? That was just stupid. You know, sometimes people make emotional decisions when their backs are against the wall. Mm -hmm. That was one. I think you just got carried away with the academic piece of it. Like the prestige academically, it's the only piece. But it doesn't do anything for you on the field. It doesn't do anything for you in, in terms of. Well, in fact, it drags you down. 
Yeah, I mean like that, said, that program is never ever going to do anything I'm ever. About ball and chain. It, it is always going to. It's going to be a bottom feeder, uh, an angler fish. What's the fish that has the light on the on the mouth? Right, you know what I'm talking about? No. The lantern fish, the one that like you know lures fish in with the light. And he's got ah! a little light on him. Yeah. It, he's got a light. Yeah, it's like but it lives luminescent. It, yeah, it lives. Like, it lives very very. Uh, Low. It lives on like the it's ocean. It's called an floor. angler fish. Yeah, Here it is. An angler fish. Yeah, you got it. Rice is an angler fish of a football program, and they use that light. That's their academics, right? That's what lures the AAC in. And then when <laughs> they come in, ha! They gotcha. Now you're, now you're, you know, now you're food. Now you've been tricked, and uh, you have to take the football and basketball programs with you. You know, this is not a. Uh, we're not trying to. This is not a competition to go pro in other in something other than sports here. You know, we're trying to amount uh, and equate to something in athletics. I thought, I thought that was the idea. And I understand that academics are important, sort of, but who looks at the AAC and says, "Man, those guys added rice. They are, they are, uh, they are." <laughs> Nobody's going to say that. They're going to say you added rice. Were well, you stupid? Mm, Some belts happy about that. I mean, okay, you guys are going to compete in baseball. Congratulations. Maybe we win a college World Series. I mean, that's the only thing you can hope to do with friggin' rice. Yeah. Are they still good in baseball? Uh, last I checked. Yeah, okay, so you have the chance to win a college World Series. I don't care about that. That's not a revenue sport. It doesn't matter to me, mm. right? I couldn't even tell you who won the – Did was it Mississippi State this year that won it? Who won it this year? Ole Miss. Ole Miss won the college World Series? Yeah, yes. Bianco. He was member. He was on hot seat. Yeah. Then he got the extension because he won it all. Now he's a king. Yeah, went on a run, like, out of this world run. And look, it has changed the campus at Ole Miss, right? It is abs- they're a baseball school now. They don't even go to the football games anymore. That's why Lane's upset. I'm just, we're just glad Tennessee lost. Yeah. That's what we're glad. Remember well, that? They were like the one seed. In fairness, Mississippi schools, those are revenue sports for Arkansas, Mississippi, and Mississippi State. Well, they will not. Rice will not be. Baseball will not be a revenue sport. The for, American, for it's a different. It's it a different not. story. It will just. It's because nobody else in this league takes baseball seriously. It's just not. It's not going to be a, a ever a revenue driver. And and if that's why you made that decision, then you are truly an idiot. Uh, I mean, there. You just have to admit. You have to take that for what it was. We needed some academic prestige, and that is it. And maybe some 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 Texas money, if I might. Carrick Jackson just announced his recruiting class for the Memphis baseball team, the first African-American coach there at Memphis. And um, he's there. People are fired up. Well, I, I hope I hope the, the baseball program does well, but that's about as much passion as I've got for it. <laughs> I mean, realistically. Is it going to get us to the ACC, Brian? If it gets us to the ACC, I will be all about it. You no, Carrick, no. Part of me feels like we need some more upheaval, though, to try to generate some just more change, and that can benefit a Memphis that's at the top of an American conference. No, the Big Ten settling on those four teams as opposed to North Carolina, et cetera, is very bad news for Memphis. Right. Because they're not pulling from the ACC? And the ACC. This is what I need. The then ACC's, they don't shake up. Yeah, there's no reason for the ACC to, to do anything. I mean, they'll just stay where they are. You and, don't want to be part of a newly remade uh, Western Conference of some sort or any of that? Well, there's not enough. No, there's not enough. I mean, even if you took Boise State, Washington State, Oregon State, I... What's left? Yeah, Arizona's going to go to the Big 12. They're going to go to the Big 12. They're going to go to the... Because they still have, the, you know, automatic qualifying status and... I know that goes away with the new playoff, but it's still a power league, right? So you're, you still getting, have television. you're getting beat to the Big 12 by these left out uh, correct. Power 12 schools. Because yes. they are power schools, right? right? They're proven power. They're ahead of you in line. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I Line mean, just got longer. Endowments are bigger. Enrollments are bigger. You know, do you think if we would have made the Big Twelve that the attendance would be bigger right now? You mean like if we had if next year we were going in with Cincinnati, would there be something that fan would lure a fan to the stadium that otherwise is not there? I don't know. It's a good question. I think maybe marginally. I don't think it would. Uh, I don't think it, it would me. I I I feel like if you're I playing mean, that, North Texas, it's still you're playing North Texas, right? Now, when they got to the Big Twelve, yes, I think attendance would be there. Would be some momentum, there would be some excitement. So, yeah, I think I think for like your opener against Arkansas State, you have more. Mm-hmm. You know, would you have more than twenty three thousand? Yes. <laughs> would you have forty three thousand? Probably not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do think when you bake in everything that's going on around the world and in the in the world of college athletics, there is a How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.